Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, Prano. Good morning, Andy. Morning. Or good afternoon. Is it afternoon by you already? Yeah, it is. Twelve thirty. I'll never. I say it all the time. I'll never get over Cincinnati being east. It seems so Midwest. I mean, how, so t- Midwest how many how many times are we going to do this? How many times? Well, happy afternoon to you, Andy. Cincinnati. Happy afternoon. And Ohio is technically mid-east. It's all been labeled wrong. Like what time does sun go down there for you today? 5.30? Like 5.14. Wow. But I also get the longest being right on that cusp of central eastern time. I get longer day, like the summer. There's sometimes it's not dark till almost 10. Right. I mean, mean, the sun won't set that late, but my point is as far as darkness um but yeah man well good afternoon to you sir thank you dude let's uh i was saying pre-show you look like you're gonna you're going to hunt some deer this afternoon that's 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 the dope miller light uh tie-dye but it looks when when you pair it with your now month-old beard and your leather faced hat it, 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 it then almost turns your tie-dye shirt into like the digi camo it looks like you and your your friends are gonna go hunt some beer this afternoon yeah no i i agree with the beard and and, and the gray and it got some comments about that oh ruther's looking yeah real american sniper look going yeah ruther's looking old i'm 40 i am old i'm a man yeah, like all these comments like ruther Looking old. I'm 40. I'm not a spring chicken. I'm owning it. Whatever. You know, it's all downhill from here. Andy, let me tell you from experience. 40 is where I really, where you really just fall off the cliff. No, man, this, my, this is me the best 40th ever. I'm telling you, I'm going to, I'm going to, I got big plans for my 40, my 40th year, big things. I'm going to get in the best. I, I'm in pretty good. I'm, I'm in good shape, but I want to get in the best, the best shape of my life. And I'll say this is 40. Wasn't that this, a, this is actually, this is actually your 41st year. True. But you know what I mean? I'm still yeah. 40. Don't, yeah. don't be like, don't be that guy. You're being that guy. No, I'm just saying, you know, your, your first year is when you're zero. True. Wasn't that a, Judd Apatow movie. This is 40 with Paul this Rudd. Is 40, yeah. Leslie Mann. That was a movie with Judd Apatow, Judd Apatow's wife, Judd Apatow's daughters. Also, he shoehorned uh, Megan Fox in there. Just good old, you know, Judd Apatow family party. When is the last, uh, I'm trying to think of the last Judd Apatow movie I actually thought was funny. I don't know. I don't even know what he's put out lately. I mean, he had a great run. Don't get me wrong. I loved a lot of his movies for a long time, but I just feel like, I don't know. It got to a point where. 
And then they were like, all your movies are misogynist and all and the the big moments in all your movies are just your characters calling each other gay. And then he's like, that never happened. I've what look at my liberal Twitter feed. I'm very did he say I'm, that? I'm very woke. Did that happen? Well, he stopped. I, th- I feel like that's honestly probably why he stopped doing the movies, right? It's like I know he executive produces a lot of stuff, but it seems like the 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 real strength of the humor was. You know how I know you're gay? That's a funny bit. And you know they're just improvising and they're just letting the camera roll in that bit. We're two years away from that bit coming up and everybody involved be, them being like newfound footage. Oh, All I, these people get canceled. That's my favorite. My favorite is when Twitter, the 19 year old people on Twitter discover something that's just been sitting there. Yeah. I'm still waiting. You I'll know keep- how I know you're canceled because you participated in the scene. No, you know, how I know you're canceled. That's that's a funny bit. I'm still waiting for soul man. No one's discussed soul man. You and I are the only ones discussing Soul Man. See Thomas Howe in full blackface. James Earl Jones. Dude, you're guilty too. You're one of the leads in that. Yeah. I mean, the premise is the most ridiculous premise of a movie. That he fakes or takes something to become darker skinned. So he gets a minority scholarship to Harvard. Yeah. Bro. Pony boy, Curtis, what are you doing? Stay gold, pony. Don't actually, he's like, I'm going to stay brown for this one. I just want one movie. That's the uh, amalgamation of all the movies where somebody has done a way to sneak into Harvard. Like suddenly see Thomas Howell walks in and method man and red man are in there on their like super weed. And they're just like, bro, are you, are you black? Are you what's going on here right now? So get this. And then Mark Paul Gossler walks in and he's like, I don't even have to go to class. I got a 4.0 because my roommate killed himself. It's so funny you bring up how high. I saw how high in the theater. Like I went, paid money, saw that. And then I saw something the other day. Did you know they did a how high too? Oh, yeah. I didn't know about this. And it just came out in 2019. Unbelievable. So how high came out in 2001? Unbelievable. Well, that's our nice little trip down memory lane of, of, of movies that should be appreciated yeah, or possibly canceled. But you brought something to my attention before the show. You sent me a trailer for the new series that HBO has coming out produced by Adam McKay on the 80s Showtime Lakers with Jerry Buss. Yeah. What did, what's the, what are they titled it? I, I forget what it is. Is it Showtime or. Let me see. I it's... know a friend of friend of the Joe Prano podcast, Jeff Perlman made a, made a quick buck in that they're using his book. I believe Showtime as the baseline sort of oh, oh, source material. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm trying to watch the trailer. Jesus Christ. I'm killing you. Um, I didn't hear any of that. Oh, you didn't hear any of that? No. Oh, did I not share with you screen? Oh, I didn't share it with you yet. That's why you didn't hear any of that. Very nice. That actually worked out. That would have killed your ears. 
you would you would have been very angry with me. Anyway, I don't know what it's called. Um, well, looks looks like it's a comedy. John C. Riley as Jerry Buss. And the opening scene is just uh, or the trailer. Is him playing Jerry Buss in bed with the, they said Jerry Buss just that's all he did was just like be surrounded by girls. And that's allegedly how Magic Johnson got HIV. Not from all it. the Jerry Bus women. Yeah, not buying it. Not I mean, it. well, I mean, I just think he swung both ways. It's I don't care. I, I just I just like how much evidence is there that Magic Johnson swings both ways? I mean, I think there's a lot of evidence. Yeah, I mean, there. Like if there was a if there was a black sports online in the 80s, we would have had a lot of like down low reports from the down low. Magic famous NBA <laughs> point guard spotted in down low club making out with dudes. Picks and vids. They have like his grinder profile release. Yeah. Oh man. And I mean, look. It's like his son is one of the most flamboyant gay individuals out there. I'm just saying, right? Like, if if we're gonna say, like, is it proper to say somebody if you're you're born a certain way? We agree, right? Would that be considered genetic? Yeah, nature, right? not nurture. Yeah, yeah. Like, if we can all agree, and I would hope most people would at this point, you're born a certain way. However, you're born. But like, I'm just saying, Magic. I don't think he got. I'm just saying he's the only Laker who got HIV, and I don't want to be too hung up on this. But he's the only Laker. They Jerry Buss. All the Lakers were getting Jerry Buss's women. But I will watch that. I'm glad it's a comedy. And I like John C. Riley as Jerry Buss. He's a funny dude. You'll yeah. watch it, right? Oh, absolutely. Adrian Brody as Pat Riley was a wild cast. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think they had him in there. Interesting. I was like, wow, I never thought I could play Pat Riley. But here we are, Adrian Brody. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of Pat Riley this morning. Really one of the greatest. Yeah, I know I was because I told you I'm reading Scottie Pippen's tell-all book, Unguarded, and we're to the... I'm to the point of the book where they face the Lakers for their first title, the Bulls do. And I was just thinking like, man, Lakers, Knicks, Heat, what a just successful coach, executive. I mean, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So it's, you know, the curse of Riley, you know, that we have the, the Red Sox have the curse of Bambino. I mean, Riley takes the Knicks from, nothing to you know pseudo contenders for the 90s and then all he wants is what he does with the miami heat he just wants to have all the basketball control he wants to have an ownership stake and the knicks were like nah and then he was like fine i'm leaving how many championships do the heat have to show for it yeah i know it's crazy well well that book that i'm reading Wow. And I know Pippen's making the rounds and a lot of former players and former teammates and a lot of people are not happy. 
he does not hold back. Now, when you read it, how much of it do you buy? Do you like, are you reading it like this is probably all true? Th- that's a good question. No. So I, I feel like for some reason, um, for some reason, like, I, I mean, and I think it's part of, you know, the ongoing, as I call it, like multi-corporation league-wide, like Michael Jordan propaganda. It almost seems like all that has to happen for somebody to be called like crazy is like, they say terrible shit about Michael Jordan. And well, then the, the propaganda campaign is like, uh oh, uh oh, this guy's just talking crazy, talking crazy well, about Jordan. I mean, in the prologue, he goes so hard at Jordan, the prologue, right? So the book is just following his life. So I, right. I'm at page like 110, there's 280 pages, you know, from where he grew up in a poor country town in Arkansas to obviously winning all those titles and his whole career. But he goes so hard at Jordan. He's saying how mad he was about the last dance. And that's what the prologue, the prologue is mostly him going after Jordan. Right. And he's talking about how Michael called him and they spoke and he, and he's saying all these things, but at the back of my head, I'm also saying, and I know he's addressed this and I think he addresses this later in the book in the back of my head. I'm saying, Okay, Scotty, you're this mad at Michael. You've had all these issues with Michael forever. You also let him introduce you into, for your, into the Hall of Fame. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, he, he's going way, way, like, way back. Well, I mean, I, I guess the thing is, like, they had, they had their championships. They both are, you know, all-time NBAers. It, it, maybe it was like, hey, I'm going to do – I'm going to also be a good foot soldier in the Michael Jordan propaganda army until he starts throwing me under the bus in his propaganda documentary. And now it's like, Oh, let me get my side out. Yeah. But he doesn't hold not just Jordan. He, I mean, he goes hard at Doug Collins, how bad a coach he was and how much Phil Jackson just changed it around, especially with Tex winner as the assistant coach installing the triangle and how, and and I felt like they did highlight that on the last dance as far as, it went from Michael's got to score and Michael's got to do this. And he says, all Doug Collins did was protect Michael. And now suddenly with the triangle, everybody touches the ball. The ball gets passed around. Even if you're not scoring, you feel involved in the offense where before they installed the triangle offense, the players didn't feel involved, but he goes hard at the Pistons. He goes, I was just reading. He just goes hard at Isaiah. He said, he won't talk to Isaiah. He hasn't talked to Isaiah. He said he was dirty. All those bad boys guys he he goes at. But that's the company line, right? That seems to be Mike Michael's line on it. That seems to be most of those guys take. Yeah. But I mean, he had a, he had a rough. Wow. I mean, I know a lot of people know and they, they went over this, but it's like he just, you know, he was like 12 brothers is his. his his brother was paralyzed. His dad had a stroke. I mean, he had a really rough upbringing. It's, it's a pretty, pretty cool story how Scotty made it. But his big problem that he goes into, Prano, is he's saying the cameras, and I get this point. He's saying the cameras were allowed in here, the final last dance, to film the Bulls. And he says the whole first episode of the last dance is about Michael. And so many of them were just about Michael. And his point was, they 
I get Michael's the best player in the team, so to speak, but they filmed the whole team. I don't like how Michael has suddenly just made it about himself or he has a lot of issues, how Michael focused so much on him not going in the game when Kukoc got that game-winning shot. He's saying Michael wasn't even playing that. Why is this? It it seems like it seems like the whole the whole thing is exactly what we talked about when it aired in the first place, which is like this. All this footage has been sitting out there forever and no one ever did anything with it. And then along comes, you know, uh, this this production that that is half a production team and half of the Michael Jordan you know, propaganda machine. And it's like, Hey, let's make this thing. That's about Michael Jordan and the last dance Chicago bulls. And so that's why everything, you know, that's why I asked you about the book is like, are you reading it? How much are you saying? Because everybody with a brain, and we talked about it plenty of times during our coverage of the last dance, everybody with the brain is like, okay, this is a Michael Jordan, six part Michael Jordan propaganda campaign. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I I think there's nuggets to everything he's saying. I'm not. I I think he also is probably sensationalizing some things to sell books, to get headlines. He's making his tour. He's pissing off everybody. I don't know if you've seen it. everybody from Michael to Barkley to even like Charles Oakley. Like he's like all his old teammates, and he he's he's doing that. But I, and I also feel like you know there's got to be some part of that is like there's no money being in the scotty pippen business right yeah you're right but there's money being in the michael jordan business for sure and and, and so i'm just taking it i'm trying to take it at face value and, and make my own decisions but i think he's clearly by writing this book and saying his opinions he obviously has a lot of issues with jordan and he says it from the start we were never friends we never hung out off the court him and Horace Grant were both drafted together. He's like, we were like this the first few years. We never were like that with Michael. Um, and that's fine. But he does mention, he's like, Michael was just such a dick to Horace Grant. Like, such, like they, you know, they document that in The Last Dance. He was such an asshole. And he was so mean. And I, I, look, if anybody wants to read it, it's unguarded by Scottie Pippen. It's an easy read. Yeah. Like you can just mow through this book. I would read it because it is fascinating to to hear some of the behind the scenes things. And like you said, it's nothing that you and I didn't talk about when we watched the last dance. And and he says real quick, and then we'll move on right away. Michael did the last dance because he was so threatened by LeBron James and his legacy. Scotty Pippen strips says that in the prologue. He was threatened by LeBron and it worked. I mean, I mean, it's, it's precisely what happened. He, Michael Jordan is not dumb. Michael Jordan has been the proprietor of a, of one of the world's greatest propaganda campaigns since the first time his shoe dropped since before that, you know, and it worked. I mean, if you look, if you look at the reaction on social media, when the last dance came out, every clip of him being like, whatever, they're like, where's the bitch doing this? She call me when the goat tries, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like he, it was exactly what it was. He's like, if I just put out, you know, essentially a Michael Jordan fluff piece, people are going to go fucking crazy for it. And, yeah. and everybody did. Yeah, you're right. 
You're right. We're, we're definitely in the minority, even people who grew up watching Jordan and having all those memories. But I want to move on to a current player who is almost in the record books, Steph Curry. Ten threes away from the most three-pointers all time. The greatest shooter to ever play in the NBA. Yeah, it's not a question. And what's so amazing about Steph is that he's done it in such a short, a much shorter amount of time than Ray Allen or Reggie Miller. Yeah. And that's, and that's partially his doing and partially the way the league has gone. And, and I think honestly that it was headed there a little bit, but he became the guy who could really like embody what the NBA was headed toward because prior to Steph Curry, you had a ton of those guys throughout the years, especially in college basketball. You had the Jimmer for and the JJ Reddicks and these guys were like, they're, they're just shooters, but Steph had a way of, I mean, he gets his own shot and he, I mean, catch and shoot, forget it. But this is the way we've been. I mean, I watched the Villanova Syracuse game the other day. Villanova took 50 threes, 50. Wow. It's like, this is where it was headed, you know, since the seven seconds or less Mike D'Antoni ball. And it's, you know, it's not going anywhere. So the, the athletic did a great article on this. I haven't fully read. It's, it's a great deep dive. It's called the art and the science how Steph Curry became the NBA's three-point king. It's written by Marcus Thompson, and it breaks everything down from how many threes he's hit from more than 28 feet, which, by the way, is 350 in his career. So the three-point line is 23 feet, nine inches. He's hit over 350 beyond 28 feet. Yeah. But it just it goes through his whole history, and it does a statistical breakdown as well, and it and it says how – you know, his dad was warning him at Davidson, like, you're going to have to be a point guard. You have to have point guard skills. You can't just be a shooter. And Steph said he wanted to be a combination, and that's what he strove for. I have to be a mix of Steve Nash and Reggie Miller, which he is. Yeah. You know, with handling the ball and with shooting off ball screens, and that was what he strove to be, a combination of those two players. And obviously he's achieved that. And obviously it's worked out like there's so many layers to it. Um, you know, you can't discount how much having clay out there at the, who's probably the second greatest shooter in NBA history uh, on the same team. It's like, it's, it's impossible to defend the three when you have guys like that, then you have them not running necessarily like a, he's not just like bringing the ball up, backing guys down and, you know, doing the Steve Nash thing. Like, yeah, he is a combo, but think about all the times that Draymond brings the ball up or that the ball starts essentially at the high post. And then Steph is running around off screens, you know, Steph obviously getting his own shot off the dribble. There's so many layers to it, but it all came together. And, and in some ways it was all built around his ability. Yeah. And that's why you go back to the original great, Pre Nostradamus basketball call. We're coming up on an anniversary here. I believe it was a 
Christmas episode with Chris Wilde the year after they uh, got rid of Mark Jackson. It would have been 2015 prediction. Yeah. Christmas said, 2015. And I said, they're NBA champs because Mark Jackson is gone and they have this talent. And all they have to do is find a way. They have a they had an offensive talent in Steph Curry and then also the guys around him, where it's like you can play a style of offense that no one else has ever been able to play. And instead of having the guy who's famous for literally backing down guys from the point guard spot, running your offense and screaming hand down, man down, and all kinds of you know, gospel quotes, you have a you have somebody who's legitimately going to take advantage of these offensive skills and that's when the whole thing blew up yeah well i might actually see him break it live so my buddy is coming to town like i said from he's from the bay area and he said the pacers play the warriors on monday and he's been saying all along hey man why don't we drive up to indy and i've actually never seen a game up there and that would be two games from now so right. the the odds are he would probably break it then, right? He's ten probably. back. He's ten away. Yeah. So I'm thinking that gives me even more reason. It's so close to head up to Indianapolis because that would be re- something really cool to see live for sure. A historical moment like that. So I think I might do that. But you're right. The game has just been changed so much. And the three ball, I, I see it with the fourth graders that I coach. These kids want to step back. I, I did it the other day. I said, I said, I said, guys, none of you are going to make these. They, they said, can we practice threes one day? I said, no, it's like, like you guys are nine or 10 years old. And then I said, okay, we, we had six kids at practice the other day. I said, okay, if one of you can make a three, you all get to shoot from the top of the key. If one of you can make a key, we'll dedicate a few minutes of practice shooting threes. And of course, the last kid banks in a three, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" All right, Coach Rug, time to shoot some threes. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's just the game a hundred percent has been changed so much because of guys like Steph, and 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 I mean, I I think you can't really do. I, I don't think a lot of people realize how they've essentially revolutionized an entire sport. I mean, who, I mean, who else realistically, Joe, who else can you say in the history of the modern NBA with the ABA merger, I believe in 1970, like you, Steph has to be right there as far as his importance to basketball. Yeah. Historically. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, you know, you go back to that, you go back to the, the, those Suns teams and that's essentially you know what mike d'antoni and steve nash have said is like you know d'antoni instills this offense get down the court shoot fast take a lot of threes especially a lot of corner threes all this stuff and he even says now it's like at the time we you know we were we were trying to do this but we didn't even go hard enough at it because Everybody was saying we're crazy. Yeah. Everybody was saying we're crazy. And and if you, you know, if you don't immediately win a championship, then it's like, oh, this system is broken. And he said now, you know, even Nash says now they should have been shooting more threes. That that would have been what won them the championship is to go harder at it. And then you 
and that was the thing. I mean, you, you look at Steph Curry comes in, Steph Curry's a guy who has a shooting ability. That's, you know, never before seen in the NBA. And then you, you can take that offensive theory, put it with a guy who you can see the results immediately. Cause he's going to make a bunch of them. And then that's why, you know, you have the Al, the, the famous Alvin Gentry, uh, you know, interview after that first championship where, you know, this coach gets his first ring and they're like, how do you feel? And he's like, I just feel so happy for Mike D'Antoni being vindicated. And you're like, it's great. And now, now we have guys, Steph Curry from the college level to the NBA and, and never missing a beat, never being a part of something where it's like, Oh, I have to shoot a lot of threes. He always was doing it. So now, like you said, it, go, it just goes down the thing. People who have been following, you know, there are, there are kids who are playing high school basketball now who have been following Steph's whole career and have been shooting threes the whole time. Yeah. I think if Steph breaks the record on Monday and I'm attending, I think I should personally get to hand him a nice 12 pack of fresh Miller light. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a great gift? Absolutely. Right. What a great holiday gift. I'll, I'll show you a great gift. Hold on one second. Oh, look at that. Look at this gift that I received from Austin Soto. That is so, fresh. What a, what a, I mean, look at this. It's like that is the it. Captain style, the, the rope hat. For, for people who don't have video, the audio, Joe has a brand new, extremely crisp looking Miller Lite hat. Came in the mail for, for months. Austin Soto's like, I got this thing for you. I got this thing for you. Got this thing for you. Finally, it arrives. And I was like, man, it was worth the wait. So good. That's something you got to wear the holiday parties. I, I think you wear your Miller Lite ugly sweater with the Miller Lite hat. That is a great combo that you could wrap at some holiday parties, right? Absolutely. Well, guys, Miller Lite has some great gear. You see Joe wearing the hat. I'm wearing the shirt. And some great gift-giving idea if you go to shop.millerlite.com. Great gift ideas for beer lovers. Just go visit the store. Give your friends and family the gift of Miller time this holiday season. Miller Lite is the perfect gift to celebrate the holidays. Tis Miller time with friends and family. Guys, Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Give the gift of Miller time this holiday season by going to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports and find the delivery options near you or pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Tis Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. We're going to do a hockey story. I know. Right. This is crazy. Did you see this story? No, I don't even know. What's the story? Headline reads, Coyotes could be locked out of home arena by city of Glendale for unpaid arena charges, delinquent tax bills. So the city of Glendale, right outside of Phoenix, is threatening to lock the Arizona Coyotes out of the Gila River Arena due to delinquent tax bills and unpaid arena charges. Got to be Gia, right? Yeah, I was thinking that when I read that. It's got to be Gia. Why did I say Gila? I turned so white there. 
Lagilla Arena. The Aguila River Arena. Okay, I love this. So the Coyotes provided a statement to the Athletic. This was late last night, which reads, listen li- listen to their reasoning, Brainer. This is pretty funny. We have already launched an investigation to determine how this could have happened. And initial indications are that it appears to be the result of an unfortunate human error. Regardless, we deeply regret the inconvenience that it has caused. We will make sure that by tomorrow morning, the Arizona Coyotes are current on all our bills and owe no state or local taxes whatsoever. So it's like when you're when, when suddenly you come home and your lights are off and you're like, what happened? Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck, did I forget to pay the lights? <laughs> Except it's an arena and yeah. they're going to lock out the employees, which happen to be professional athletes. This is so embarrassing. And I don't know how closely you followed. I haven't followed too closely, but I've known throughout the years since they moved from Winnipeg to Arizona, it's been nothing but trouble, which we all saw that, didn't we? Like the idea of taking a team, I'm saying you take a team from Canada. Canada loves hockey. I love it. We all saw that. We all saw this. Well, I, ju- I, coming. I just don't understand. You take a team from. Is that where they're from? Winnipeg? Yeah. But now, does Winnipeg have a team again? I think they do. Okay. They were the Winnipeg Jets, and then they moved to Phoenix, and then they were the Phoenix Coyotes. Now they're the Arizona Coyotes. Seems to be a a move with the Arizona Phoenix sports teams, like with football. They were the Phoenix Cardinals, then they went to the Arizona Cardinals. Anyway, I, I just, I feel like we did see this coming. Like, warm city or warm state hockey teams have worked out. I just, Arizona, Arizona, really? If only we had a hockey correspondent to give us the inside information. uh, Oh, Andy, are you opening this up for a new hockey correspondent? No. I think we should have a new hockey correspondent. (laughs) I love the hockey correspondents. It was a lot of fun. It was a good run. I mean... From Bruder, who's now, I assume, working in Matt Gates's office, to, to, to Jacob Faith. Where's Jacob Faith working? I don't know, but he just messaged me the other day. He's so he's alive, which is good to know. So he got. I the believe tat- he works at the tattoo removal shop that took off his dirty sports tattoo. So he got a dirty sports tattoo on his ass of the logo, and then had it removed. I believe two dirt balls have gotten the dirty sports tattoo on their ass. Yeah. Bard's out there somewhere with the tattoo on his ass. He definitely didn't have it removed. No. Okay. He's so a, we, he's a rider dyer. We have them. We have Alexis who seems to be doing very yeah. well. Doesn't she, doesn't she work for ESPN now or doing, doing some I don't things, know, but she definitely works in TV hockey. It's basically a springboard. The, the dirty sports hockey correspondent is basically a springboard to greatness. You can be the adopted intern son of a crazed conservative <laughs> government official like like Jake Bruder has become. Jake Bruder is in Matt Gates's Christmas photos holding a rifle in front of a Christmas tree. I heard that he. Uh... OK, I'm looking him up. Is this him? Is this him? I don't know. I don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> no, because this is somebody in Ontario. 
No, this is a, this is a diehard Canadian sports fan. Because he was New York, right? Yeah. Amber is like a psycho Yankees fan. Was that it? We had three? Yeah, we had three hockey so. correspondents? I think so. So let's just put this out there. Are you opening back up? I am. I've been saying for years we should have another hockey correspondent. Let's see who we got. 310-359-8365. Is What's going home. on in the NHL these days besides the Arizona Coyotes getting locked out of their thing? I think my Rangers are playing okay. I was looking, you know, I'll be home in New York. I was like, oh, maybe I should go to a Knicks game while I was home. And it's like, ah, it's pretty dicey. Like the games that are going on when I was there, like the first night I arrived, they're like versus the Warriors on TNT. I was like, that'll be a tough ticket. And then I was like, maybe I should just go to a Rangers game. Yeah, hockey's great live. Yeah. It's one of, it's one of the most Especially fun. Madison Square Garden. I bet. It's one of the most fun sports events live. I uh, this, is how, this is how far moved I am, Joe, from paying attention to hockey. I got on the treadmill the other day and I was, you know, just bring my iPad so I can watch sports or whatever. And I was like, I hopped onto YouTube TV and I was like, whoa, hockey's on TNT now? When did this happen? Is it? Yeah. On TNT? Yeah. I missed that. I, I know they went to ESPN, back to ESPN. I know, I know NBC Sports, which was a disaster, lost it. But yeah, they were on TNT that night. And I was like, oh, look at that. Which I want, does Charles Barkley announce, because you know he loves hockey. Did you know that? Yeah, he should. They should just keep the inside the NBA crew for, <laughs> and just like have the same takes. You know what I mean? Yeah. How are you going to say, how are you going to say you a star in this league? You're not just in the crease every night getting 40 and 20. Uh, You know, guys score like three goals is a lot. No, not me. <laughs> I got like 25 a game. How are you going to be Otis Potismus claiming you're one of the greatest in the NHL and not just grabbing every single rebound and putting it back for a goal? I checked his stats. He's going like two times a game. That's like Derek Fisher. Put your back to the goal and just get it done, big man. Yeah, so this year. Kenny skates over to the board. <laughs> Yeah, so this year, Turner Sports holds the rights up to 72 nationally televised regular season hockey games. I do love that idea. I love the idea of those guys who just know nothing about it. Charles just like, come on, man. Yeah. You see this guy picking up the puck and throwing it in front of the goal? <laughs> That's terrible. Puck should have to stay on the ground. That's terrible. It ain't air hockey. It's ice hockey. Keep that puck down there. Yeah, man. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. One other story I saw, which is not sports related, but it's related to our bet. Somebody posted on Dirty Sports Reddit. Dirty Sports Reddit is, they got some interesting nugs. Yeah. If you're not on Dirty Sports Reddit, go check it out. But this is a fun one. The headline reads, Ikea manager describes fun sleepover. Oh, my God. I've seen this so many times now because people keep sending it to me. Ugh. So I guess people read were... The, read it. Sorry, again. This yeah. is my guttural reaction to this, to this headline. Ikea manager describes, in quotes, fun sleepover after a massive snowstorm strands 31 people in giant furniture store. 
gives me the, the, the willies just thinking about it. So a snowstorm left 25 workers and six customers stranded overnight in an Ikea in Alberg. Probably mispronounced that Denmark. Dude, this looks awesome. The group spent the evening watching TV, playing card games, eating food in the cafeteria before retiring to a bed in the showroom displays. Bro, how awesome does that sound? Just everybody like around a table to play cards. And it's like, uh, hey, we're a couple chairs short. It's like, oh, go just grab a couple spoggles, blondes. If everybody needs to sleep later, we've got rock straws for for everybody. Dude, you wouldn't have this would be awesome. A sleepover. I mean, in Ikea? The, the the one thing, you know, first of all, I've I've There's talked only 30 about, people in the whole store. Yeah, I talked about my hatred of IKEA. It's mostly the the crowd of people that go to IKEA. So yeah, it'd be fine, but it's still somebody, an Ikea. Somebody put on the Dirty Sports Reddit. They wanted to know my take. Like, what's the over-under of people who had sex? Which, a great question for someone like me. But I said, I'd put it at two. Maybe, like, I, I just don't think people were, I don't think, I, I, I get that thought process of like, yo, we're in Ikea. Let's bang. But but who who is this? Who are these people having sex? I mean, that, that would be pretty cool. They're like, oh, my God, did you hear what? Like, Tina and Denise were fucking on the Vogel slam. <laughs> Jeez, really? On the Vogel slob? They didn't get caught in the wires? <laughs> Dude, that reminds me. I think I've said this. The first time I ever did mushrooms, right, was in Amsterdam. And those long words. Obviously, it's a little different, but Dutch. I could not stop laughing when I was shrooming. My friends figured it out early. I, like I was, I was crying. I was laughing so hard. They'd be like, "Hey, Ruther, uh, I think we should go walk down on that street, Egan Bligan Diggin Street." And I'd be like, "Oh my god, that is the funniest fucking thing I ever say it again, say it again." People were just staring at me. I'm like. What's the name of that building over there? Dag and Black and Dig and Dig. I'm like, oh my god! Mushrooms, hearing yes. long words like that. Oh my god! I think that's. I think that's what I. I think that's what I need for coaching. A little micro dosing. Come up with better plays. Yeah. Right. Like, would like you be sure? It's a wave of the future. Would you be shocked if Phil Jackson was on something at times no, while he's not coaching? At all. Not at all. That's what I'm saying. What about Bill Walton? You think he was ever on a psychedelic while playing? I mean, I guarantee you that he was on like leftovers, right? Sure. It seems like he was on, you know. A lot of people blamed his feet for the end of his career. I think it was the acid flashbacks. You'd always see him in the paint, just like, oh, I'm like what? No one's around, dude. You so thought a dragon was blowing the, fire out of yeah, the hoop. You're at the free throw line. <laughs> All right, you ready to get the picks? Let's do it. It's a tough week for you, Joe. That's all right. I, you have any confidence you're going to come back? You're, you're down eight games with. Oh, I've, five. I've, I've, I've the utmost confidence. I almost feel like my theory that Andy Ruther can't blow a big lead if he doesn't have a big lead to blow. 
I feel like you started blowing it too early. It wouldn't have been epic enough collapse if I just like chipped away at a 12 point lead in seven weeks. Well, you had cut that 12 to four. And obviously I was so unsure last week. We both knew it. And I, and I got lucky. I'm, I'm not claiming anything. I, to me, a lot of this is luck anyway. And I magically picked five out of the six different picks. Right. So now I'm back up eight with five weeks to go. So here we are week 14, which starts tonight. Once again, we're always looking at our picks and the spreads at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Steelers Vikings, two teams that neither of us are fond of, and they both have to win to continue any sort of playoff chances alive. Right now on FanDuel, the Steelers are three and a half point dogs at Minnesota. Quick injury update. Feline is not playing tonight. Dalvin Cook. <laughs> well, how's it pronounced? Feline. Feline? Is he a cat? <laughs> Adam Adam Thielen, the feline. Adam Thielen. Yeah, I don't know why I said feline. Meow. Okay. The Vikings are three and a half point faves. Dalvin Cook will be back. You know, my gut would tell me the Steelers are going to keep this close. I'll go first. Yeah. It's a Thursday night game. My gut would tell me the Steelers should keep this close, especially on a short week. J.J. Watt. I'm sorry, T.J. Watt. Who's having a great year? He's gonna get the cousins a lot. I don't know. I with, with that being said, I do think the Steelers are gonna have to keep this close, and I think that extra half point. So I'm gonna go Steelers cover. I'm with you on the Steelers primetime cousins. Not not doing it. Wow, that's all it took, huh? Yep. All right, this next one, you're up first. I already know who I'm picking on this one. I already used this as one of my pick uh, pick six picks. The Raiders are traveling to Kansas City. Chiefs are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Wow. Yeah, uh, I mean, the Chiefs are, you know, on a, on a winning streak, but division game, nine-and-a-half. I'm going with the Raiders. Uh, I just think the Raiders, I think this could be, this could be a shootout uh, back to our car. I don't think it'll be a shootout, but this is one of the first picks where I took the dog when I was looking at my picks. I'm taking the Raiders as well. I just think it's too much. It's not like the Chiefs are the Chiefs covered last week. They also covered because they got a pick six from the defense. Right. And the Raiders so, are the Raiders have been, you know, frisky the whole year. Yeah. All right. So we both have the, the Raiders. Raiders. Used to, it used to be the Raiders and the falcons for me now it's just the falcons yeah well this next one's tough the saints travel to the jets the saints are five and a half point favorites i don't know who's starting for the saints i guess it really doesn't matter the jets offense is pretty bad the saints offense seems to struggle as well Five and a half is too much for me. I, I, they've, they've been so hot and cold for me covering, but I'm going to go with them again. I think the Jets cover. I'm going to take the Saints on this one simply because I think the Saints have been a hot and cold team all year. It's like It, it seems like they'll lose to terrible teams. They'll play good against decent teams and, and vice versa. Like There's no rhyme or reason to them. So as 
terribly as they played last week uh, is why I'm going to go with them this week. Okay. And hopefully they don't cost me two weeks in a row because they did cost me last week against the Cowboys. Yeah. AFC South matchup, Jags at Titans. Titans coming off a bye. They're eight and a half point favorites. You're up first. I'm going with the Titans. Uh, I'm just like pretty much out on the Jags entirely. Uh, I think the Titans are a question mark from here on out down the stretch. But I think in, I think, I think what this Titans team is going to show this week is that like, yeah, we'll beat the shit out of bad teams. Yeah. No, I assume they got some of their guys back. They had a lot of unhealthy players, which should help them. Jags just look bad. I, I, you know, they've, they've helped me out a couple weeks, but I'm staying away from them. They can help you out this week. They could Trevor Lawrence train, but no, I, I haven't liked how he's, uh, I just, I don't know, man. I think he misses a lot of throws. I know he obviously plays on a terrible team, but I just, I don't, I don't like the Jags in this one. I'm going to go with Titans as well. All right. Ravens at Browns. The Browns are playing the Ravens back to back with a buy in between the Browns are two point favorites. Baker Mayfield had a week off. I don't think that's going to heal him. I have not been impressed with the Ravens. This was a tough game. I don't know if you remember, this was a Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Browns win and cover. You just did a whole thing about Baker Mayfield not being healed. And I know I think they're gonna be able to run the ball. Yeah, I was I was hoping that you were going to I was so I was hoping I rope a doped you into taking the Ravens there. Uh, I know. I know the Browns uh, are free from Odell Beckham, so I like them in this game. I mean, you're, we're still doing this. We're still doing this still. I mean, I'm tempted to take the Ravens just because go for it. I'm still sticking with the Browns. I just don't like how the Ravens looked the last couple of weeks. Me either. Let me ask you this about the Ravens. What do you, what kind of contract? Cause Lamar Jackson's now due for that $40 million range. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. I know. But, but the, the thing is this is the, this is the corner that teams get backed into and they will do it and they have to do it. But the true, you know, visionary is the guy that's like, no, we don't. We don't have to do it. Let's have a plan in place. Yeah. This is your move. You you $40 million a year. Lamar Jackson, who's had some trouble staying on the field this year, who's going to just keep, like, again, the wear and tear, the mileage, all the hits he's already taken. That's all a factor moving forward. And yeah. you're gonna and and you're gonna live and die on him running the ball. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I was I was just looking at that today. It's like you give him that money. Again, you're in a division where the Bengals still have Burrow for two more years in a rookie deal. Steelers are up in the air, but I I, I just. The Browns, they don't know what they're going to do with Baker. Well, they have Baker Mayfield through next year. They picked up his fifth year. But I don't know. I wouldn't do it either. But I, I don't like the way they're playing. I don't like the way he's playing. 
So I'm going to go with the Browns for sure. Yeah, All right. You're the Browns. We're both on the Browns. You're up first next. This is your team. The Falcons travel to the Panthers. The Panthers are two and a half point favorites. This is a terrible game. It's a terrible game. I just don't But how are the, how are the Panthers favorites? They seemingly fire their offense coordinator. Like I, well, I don't even understand the firing of your offense coordinator. Who's on your, uh, you have, you don't have Christian McCaffrey. You don't have your starting quarterback. You don't have your backup quarterback. You're suddenly playing Cam Newton as your starter. You're firing your offense coordinator. I can't believe I'm doing it, but I got to take the Falcons. <laughs> you said it's you were done. You said you were done. No, but week. like, how do you, how, listen, if the Falcons were one point favorites in this game, I would take the fucking Panthers. But like, how are the Panthers favored in this game? Yeah. I, I it's real. I mean, dude. I'm 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 trying everything in me to take the Panthers. I I just don't know how I can. I just can't. Everything in me wants to take them, but like you said, I have zero faith. Everybody was out back on Cam Newton because he had two touchdowns running and throwing in the first game. He, I just I just I don't I don't know. They fired their offensive coordinator. I just don't know what would make me want to take the Panthers and I won't, I'm going to take the Falcons as well. All right. This next one, this is another pick six one that I instantly picked that I like Cowboys at Washington. It's in DC Washington's four point dogs. I think that's ridiculous. I'm for sure taking Washington in this one. Yeah, me too. Why are they four point home dogs? The, the, the Cowboys continue to get these spreads where they're so overvalued. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't understand any aspect of the Cowboys love at this point. The Cowboys had a, you know, five game lead on the Redskins at one point. And now they're four, they're four point favorites on the road when they can't score. Yeah. I know. I I think the Redskins probably, or the Washington football team wins the game. Yeah. I think there's a good chance they win too. I just, I, that was, that was one of the first spreads I saw when I was like, I just don't get this. All right. Seattle travels to Houston. Houston's a dumpster fire right now. Tyrod Taylor benched again. The Seahawks are eight and a half point favorites. It's a big spread, Joe. Yeah. Uh, this It's in Seattle. It's in Houston. I don't know why I asked. It doesn't matter. I just think it's this is this has this has trash football game written all over it. I'm gonna go Ugh. with the Tex. I'm gonna go with the Texans. Yeah, it, it has a bad game. So Jamal Adams is now out for the year. I agree. I mean, I hate to say it, we just, we keep agreeing. I just think what in Seattle how they've played says they should be eight and a half point favorites. So I'm going to go with the Texans as well. All right. Lions at Broncos. Broncos are 10 point favorites. It's a big spread. Lions coming off their, their Super Bowl basically last week where they won. This is a big spread. The Broncos just can't score. But 
I just picture Jared Goff in December in Denver. I just see interceptions, fumbles. I don't see the Lions scoring. I don't like this pick. This is probably the pick I like the least so far of the picks, but I'm going to take Denver. I I think that spread is crazy. I would have taken Denver if you took the Lions, but I'm going to take the Lions. I, I'm doing it just to be different, Andy. Hey, sometimes that's what you got to do sometimes when you're down eight points, man. Just to be different. You got to do it. All right. This is another one of my pick six spreads. You Giants travel to L.A. You will be at the game, correct? I will be at the game. Correct. You're up first. I, this was an easy one for me. What's the I, line? Nine and a half. I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers of SoFi. Oh, we disagree. That stadium is going to be mostly Giants fans. Absolutely. The Chargers are so hot and cold. Are you just doing that to pick different or do you actually no, think? I mean, I actually, I mean, I, obviously in, in some way I'll be rooting for myself to be wrong. Uh, I'll be at the game at this point. It's the worst. It's the worst situation. It's like we, we couldn't have had a September game in LA. We have to have a December game where, you know, three weeks into the year, you're probably essentially wanting your team to lose because at this point, what, what do I want them to win for? Now it's hard to root against your team while you're there. But I mean, we're, ta we're talking about either Jake Fromm two weeks after being picked up off of Buffalo's. Okay. Practice I guess I wasn't or, aware. Of I thought Daniel or, Jones was back. No, no Daniel Jones. Okay. Uh, uh, or Mike Lennon. Probably Mike Lennon. Okay. But possibly Jake Fromm. Daniel Jones, almost likely, almost a certainty, won't play. Okay. I wasn't aware, but I'll still stick with my pick. I don't like it as much. But I just, these Chargers, man. I just, I just like. I love that you're a Daniel Jones believer. I'm not a Daniel Jones believer. I just, <laughs> dude, Mike Lennon, come on. Welcome to the, the, the fucking. The D train. I love how you spin things. I'm like, no, I, I just don't have faith in Big Neck or Jake from State Farm from and his hot mom. See what I did there? Jake from State Farm. But also, I run from with mom. You see? Little yeah. Dr. Seuss. Okay. Anyway. Dr. Seuss. Okay. You have the Chargers. I'll have the Giants. Let me know how those uh, seats play out. I'm curious who's sitting around you. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm still, I'm still kind of uh, playing my whole ticket experience by ear because I've got, obviously, got friends in town for the game. Hope, hoping to get, not, you know, I'd actually like to sit in your seats, but obviously, hoping for maybe a pregame upgrade, in sense, in a sense to. Get some, get some maybe on-field action or whatever. We'll see what we'll see what happens. But well, if you, if you don't, if you don't need the seats, I think you should give one to Magid and one to his nachos. Yeah, because that'll that'll cover it. All right, the next game I will be at. Look at me back eight years away from Paul Brown Stadium. Now I'll be back to back. Cue the clip of Andy Ruther saying he would not attend 
a Bengals game this year. It's going to two back-to-back Bengals games. Hey, I got a buddy in town. I did have a funny exchange last night with my other buddy who's going with us. Is it Randy Ruther who's going to be in town? No, it's not Randy Ruther. Randy buddy- Ruther just texted me and said, we're going to a Coyotes game when you're in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck getting into the, the doors. <laughs> at the Gila Center. Good luck. You're going to bring a crowbar to get in that place? <laughs> All right. I'll be at this game with my buddy Chuck. We got the 49ers at the Bengals. Vegas does not have much faith in the Bengals. The Niners all the way from the Bay are a point favorite. And I'm agreeing, baby. I think the Niners win and cover. Both teams need it. Bengals seven and five. Niners six and six. The Bengals at this point are, are so the Falcons for years just burned me whenever I took them. The Bengals are starting to become this team in the AFC where it's like, if I pick against them, they're going to blow teams out. But if I pick pick them, they're going to play the worst game of the fucking season. I mean, Randy Ruther is sending me fucking messages begging me to take the Niners. But it's a home game traveling west to east. They need a desperate win, Look what, and yeah, I need to make up some points. I got to take the Bengals. Go for it. That's what happened last week. West to East. Bengals came out flat. You come out flat for a December home game when you're in the playoff hunt. This game, to me, comes down to coaching. Who's the better coach? Who's got the better history? I just think the Bengals, I mean, if you look at it, the Bengals just like, it's week on, week off. I mean, they they fucking boat race the Steelers. Boat race the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Yeah, man. It's like I can't. The O line is the O line's hurt too. I mean, obviously he got sacked six times last week. Burrow didn't practice yesterday, which whatever. But I gotta take the Bengals. Who day? There it is. Randy Ruther's gotta love that. Next game is real fun. It's going to be a fun one. Bills, Bucks. Bucks are three-point favorites. Before we go jump into that, I just want to say that Patriots-Bills game, I know it was a wild one with the weather. and It was still one of the most fun games I've ever watched because I could not get over it. How, it, was, how, how it, was, did the, it was super fun to watch. How and, did the Bills, knowing that they were just not going to pass the ball, and the Bills have a good defense, I still think that's the best Bill Belichick game I've ever watched simply because he said, we will not throw the ball. We will go full army football and we will throw the ball three times and we are still going to beat you. On and the I mean, road. talk about, talk about coaching. I mean, how do the bills kick that field goal at the end? How do the bills call some of the plays they call down the stretch? Like that was a debacle as, as, as great as the Patriots were coached in that game, the bills were coached just as horribly on the other side. Like, like you said, how are you not stacking the box? And then you do. And they run an I form play. Some guy comes up meets the linebacker in the hole and boom, gone 75 yard touchdown or whatever. Like, how is it possible that you give up a 75 yard touchdown run when you know the other team isn't passing? It's unbelievable. It really is. Two of them were in a row. 
And it was great with Eli and Peyton just being like, what is he ever going to pass? What's the game film? Like, like what's, what's, I like how Eli and Peyton kept talking about that when they were looking at the iPads or the Microsoft surface or whatever. Like what's film like the next day for Mac Jones? Great handoff, great handoff, great handoff. That's a backbreaker for the bills. You know who was at that game? Where's this game? This game's in uh, Tampa. Yeah. So they're saying the Bills could be out of the playoff mix if they lose this game. Yeah. Well, they're saying this. Their teams are pretty even. They're basically saying it's a push on the road or on, on a neutral field. I never thought of that though. What you just said about them being, damn, they are seven and five. But also the Bucs are still the Bucs are still competing for that number one seed. Yeah. You're Am I up. up first? Yeah. Uh, I'll take the Bucks based on the last game alone. I just think that if if I know it's I know the wins are a factor and everything, but if you watch that tape and you go, oh, you guys, you can be beaten. Your defense can be beaten without me having to do anything at the line. Tom Brady's gonna have a field day. Yeah, I, I just, I say same. I can't, I can't go against Brady and the Bucks if you knew exactly what they were doing and you couldn't stop them. I gotta go with the Bucks. Yoshi was at that game, by the way. He, Yoshi, Yoshi, game. Yoshi was texting me from the game. He's like, I love it. Oh, he loved it. He texted me. He's like, I'm at the game. Bills fans are crazy. He's like, the weather, it's insane. It's so cold. You're like, what are you doing in Buffalo? He's like, I'm I, I came to see where Tory Black went to nursery school. <laughs> what? That's what I was thinking. Ron get- Jeremy famously <laughs> ate a Western omelet here. <laughs> Dude, the thought of Yoshi. You know he's by himself with all those crazy Bills fans. I bet they're thinking, who is this guy? What is this guy doing? I don't read enough of Yoshi's like tweets and replies. I need to go into Yoshi's like tweets and replies. I'm I mean, to be totally honest, I muted Yoshi years ago because Yeah, he was not stopping. I think I did too. I gotta I gotta check out his tweets and replies because he I imagine that he's just like gonna be in Buffalo. Slide into my DMs if I can sleep on your couch and visit Ron Jeremy's favorite wing spot with you. Also, I could use a ride from the airport. Also, I could use airfare from Detroit. I don't see him on Twitter anymore. Really? Yeah, at Yoshi Abayashi is not. Yep, it's not. Did he get did he get banned? He's not, uh, yeah, well, his, his handle isn't unless he changed his handle. Either he got banned or he got rid of it. All right. Well, we won't dive too much on Yoshi. Do we have a time? Are we on a time crunch here, Andy? Yeah, it's a good point. Good, good call, Joe. Good call. Okay. So we both have the Bucks. Bears, Packers, Sunday night football. It's in Green Bay. 
Justin Fields is back. I don't think it really matters. 11 and a half. Look, I think the Packers are so much of a better team. The Bears are terrible, but this is such a big rivalry. And I just think 11 and a half is too much. Ooh, I'm going to go Bears. I have, I picked the Bears and the spread, but I'm now this is a no brainer for me. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go with the Packers to be different. I'll root for the Packers. You just want, you'll see it's great. I, I agree. I think it's too high, but I'm going to go with the Packers. Okay. All right. And the last, sorry, man. In the last game of the week, a go one, really go one. I'm excited about this. We have the, uh, the Cardinals and the Rams Monday night football in Arizona. Cardinals are two point favorites. I, I have, I think we're going to be similar on this, but go ahead. I got the Rams to win the game. Yeah, so do I. You love OBJ. You love well, that. no, I I just think the, the Cardinals have won so many in a row. I think this is uh this is I don't even know if they've run so they just they, they keep performing well. I think this is due for a Cardinals loss. I think the Rams are gonna make that push. I mean, we can make another OBJ bet. I feel like you keep wanting to make OBJ Jersey Mike's bets. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just go. Let's just, last time I gave you two to one on a, on a two touchdowner. I want, uh, you want yards. You want touchdowns. What do you want? I want, um, okay. We have, we also have another Jersey Mike's bet that's pending, right? Which I think we one? just keep, I, which, I, which I, I, we, we just made one last episode. I forget what it was about. What other Jersey Mike's episode or Jersey Mike's bet did we make? We made one last episode. Jesus Christ. No, right, I think I'll, we I think we double or nothing the Odell twenty five dollar one. No, we we yeah we did, but I but, but but it wasn't about Odell. There was another bet that was in there. I forget what it was. I love how neither of us can remember three days ago. Okay, I know that's why I told Mata that he's on Jersey Mike's thing. Okay, so I want your because to be honest, just one touchdown to me, I don't think that's fair because like he could catch twenty two yards and have a touchdown, right? Oh wait, you're saying I was gonna say I want I, I wanted odds on just a touchdown bet, but I'll go straight up for you 25 on a touchdown if you want. No, I'm saying that's not fair to me. I because I think oh well, of course it is. I mean the odds, I bet you I bet you it's I bet you it's plus I bet you you get like two okay. to one or three okay. to one from Vegas on it. Then let's do another twenty-five dollar twenty-five dollars on a tutty. Jersey Mike's. Odell three game touchdown streak gift card. Yeah, there we have it. So we both have the, the Rams winning and we're going to bet $25. I'm saying he does not score a touchdown. You're saying he does. I'm saying anytime touch. And this might be related to the other double or nothing. Jersey Mike's $25 gift card, which we can't remember. Yeah. But somebody will remind us. Okay. Perfect. In the Reddit. We need it. We need a Jersey Mike's gift card tracker. Yeah. And you know what, Jersey Mike's, I, I got to start pulling these clips. You guys got to reach out to us. I'm going to let you know. We talk about you guys a lot. So hook us up with a sponsorship. I mean, Pat McAfee just got $120 million from FanDuel. We got to get that. We got to get that Jersey got, Mike's money. He got how much? I think $120 million for four years. Like he's getting out of her show. Same. Basically, yeah. Her show. I just want a $120 gift card from Jersey Mike's, let alone Let's $120 go. million. Let's, Let's do it. All right. Those are the picks. Week 14. 
Should be fun. We are on more of a time crunch today, like you said. So we'll save some calls. Yeah, we'll have to wrap things up. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. So leave a call, leave a podcast review, drop your Twitter or Instagram handle in that review, and I will send you two koozies in the mail. Uh, at JoePrano.com on all social media, except for Twitter. I'm at Fix Your Life. Uh, follow me on Instagram and uh, JoePrano.com for shows. Uh, got a bunch of shows lined up for uh, New York. So if you're on the East Coast, go to my website, check out the shows. Uh, New Year's Eve weekend, New Year's weekend with Eddie Ift in House of Comedy in Arizona. And I just got word that Eddie Ift is skipping the Thursday night show. Uh, so he can go see his Pitt Panthers in the Peach Bowl. So I will be headlining the Thursday night show at House of Comedy. I guess that's Thursday, January or Thursday, December 30th. I already reached out to some of our crew in Arizona, Tyler and Crazy Eyes Sam Bradford and the rest of the Chino Banditos. And uh, if you're in the Phoenix, Scottsdale, whatever area, uh, come out to any of the shows that weekend, but specifically on Thursday uh, when I'm headlining. And uh, quick update on the Yoshi. I just, I just looked it up real quick. He's actually following Giselle Maxwell's uh, sister around. No lie. Is he? <laughs> I can't make this up. I just looked at Yoshi. You're seeing an Instagram post 42 minutes ago of his camera with other people's cameras on her sister exiting the courthouse or something. I don't know what's going on. And there's multiple things he's following this case. I'm not surprised, but there's pictures from his Bills game for sure. All right, guys, that's the show. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great weekend. We'll see you in a few days. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>